This is 95.3 WBEV powered by Daily Dodge. The the time is 12.32. Let's join Craig Warmbold for community comment. Well, thank you very much and good afternoon. Welcome to Community Comment. It is FFA week in the state of Wisconsin and around the country. And uh, we are uh, observing that with uh, some representatives from our local FFA chapter at the Beaver Dam High School. Uh, We have in the studio with us today, even though it is a virtual learning day, they are here in uh, living color in the studios with us. We've got the FFA advisor and ag instructor, Jonathan Gansky, with us today. Thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, also uh, two students, uh, Max Ludke and Brianna Gansky. Thank you guys for joining us today. Well, thanks for having us. How is everybody doing? Good. You could be in school right now. Yeah. Virtually. I'm kind of happy that it was a virtual day. It's kind of nice to sleep in. (laughs) I got all my assignments done for the day, so. Wait a second. You're not supposed to sleep in on a virtual day. You're supposed to get up right at the crack of dawn, get everything out of the way, get an early start, right? Oh, yeah. I, I meant to say I did that. <laughs> in, in Max's defense, they, things are not posted until 9 a.m., so he can oh, sleep until 9. Okay, very good. And, and now you have the same situation, uh, Jonathan, but from the opposite perspective, being an instructor. Yes. You are essentially, are you kind of like on call today? Do you have office hours yep, or something I'm like on, that? I'm on call and I have office hours, so uh, students can email me all day long. I can even check them here if I wanted to on my phone. Okay. And, uh, um <laughs> And then I have an office hour for uh, 45 minutes so they can, on a virtual uh, Google Meet, if they have questions, want to see me in person, not just email me, they could do that as well. Well, excellent. Very good. Brianna, have you gotten all your homework done for the day? I have not. I've gotten most of it done, but I still have a lot that I need to get done yet. Okay. Well, we'll try not to keep you guys too many hours on the program today then so that you can get back and uh, do all that. We've got, uh, we've got a lot of stuff we want to talk to you about. We want to talk to you about uh, FFA Week, some of the things that are, uh, are going on, uh, state national convention kind of stuff um but first tell us a little bit about your your, yourselves if you would uh max now you've been here on the uh, the program before um tell us what it is that you do with the ffa yeah so i am the president of the ffa and we have a lot of events that we do so we just had our past with a purpose that we finished up with and that was put on by five other student organizations at the school and we just really do a lot and try to help out the community as well as promoting agriculture. So pasta with a purpose, you guys uh, raise a few bucks? Yeah, we raised over $2,000 for the United Way of Dodge County. Wow, that's fantastic. What was the role of uh, the FFA in particular in this? Because you're alongside, what was, five other student organizations, right? Yeah, so the FFA, we we didn't really give each other roles per se. We all just kind of worked together and put it on together. So after school, all the organizations came down, we helped set up, we then served all the food together and then cleaned up together as well as helped sell 50-50 raffle tickets at the basketball game. Excellent. Now you're a sophomore, if I'm not mistaken. So you've got, uh, you think there's going to be another pasta with a purpose next year? Yes, there for sure will be another pasta with a purpose next year. And FFA will be involved and alongside all the other groups and... Yep, all the other organizations plan to be involved too, and we hope to make it bigger and better each and every year. Well, fantastic. So uh, as president of the Beaver Dam High School FFA, uh, explain to me a little bit about what that uh, role means uh, uh, from meeting to meeting, say. What, uh, what is it that the uh, president does in the meeting? Yeah, so the president is the one who reads off the agenda. They talk about the specific stuff. 
But the president is just as important as all the other officers, and the other officers are all just as important as me. So we all work together. Although I lead the meetings, all the other officers talk just as much. They talk about all the events. And so pretty much as long as I'm leading the meetings, but the members and officers are the ones who are participating in making the meeting run smoothly. What are examples of some of the items that might be on that agenda that you guys talk about? Yeah, so right now we are talking about fair time already. So we are talking about how fair entries, we need to start thinking about doing those. We report on past business items such as the pasta with a purpose or we talk about upcoming social ideas. So those are the fun things that we do. So we have a brewer game coming up that the FFA is going to or else we talk about community service opportunities that there are coming up and then we have people reporting on old ones that they just finished up with or just telling people about what's been happening. So just the very process of being in a meeting, there's several learning touch points in there. Uh, whether it be, um, you know, participating in a meeting, what it's like to be able to uh, to do that public speaking, all all factoring into this. And uh, Jonathan, as, a, as an FFA advisor, this kind of all falls under your, uh, your purview. Is this something that could be taught or does it kind of have to be experienced to be understood? I think uh, being an agriculture instructor, I, uh, hands-on is the best way to learn, in my opinion. So I think uh, experience is... It's probably better than uh, just teaching about it. Uh, this, the officer team meets uh, t uh, three times a month, usually uh, a week or two before the meeting to go over the agenda. They plan it out. They decide what should be brought up, the activities we should do, and then they plan it and organize it, and then we run the meeting. And they also uh, make sure everything happens in between. The FFA is a very inclusive group. Anybody that's in agriculture class is an FFA member, and uh, they can, there's lots of things we can do. We have competitions. We have leadership uh, activities and conferences they can go to. And um, we also push agricultural literacy with much of agricultural literacy programs. And then just giving back to the community, as Max mentioned. I will prefer to let Max and Brianna maybe talk about some of those things, you know, the leadership development opportunities they have or the competitions. There's just, like I say, uh, FFA is like a, a banquet or a smorgasbord. Uh, there's something for everybody, but not everybody can do everything. So, And Brianna, now you are the, the vice president with the Beaver yeah. Dam High School FFA. Well, explain what that role means, if you would. Um, as vice president, I kind of help out with Max with running the meeting. And um, I kind of fill in if someone's not there. Like, if Max is running late, I might have to start the meeting, and then he'll take over once he gets there. Or if, like, the secretary is absent, I might have to fill in and take notes for her. Yeah, because that's the role of the secretary. What are the officer positions? There's uh, president, vice president, secretary, and then there's a, a term that I – is it parliamentarian? Yeah, <laughs> and then there's also a treasurer, reporter, and historian. What does the parliamentarian do? They kind of oversee the meeting, and they have to know, like, Robert's rules of order, and if there's a question that comes up, we can talk to them about it. So you guys follow Robert's rules of order, which, uh, you know, I, I'm one of the news guys over here, so I'm always covering city council meetings and things like that. There's a very organized structure that's laid out in Robert's rules of order that's important to understand, and this is something that you guys are familiar with. Yes. They are very familiar that Max and Brianna are on the Beaver MFA Parliamentary Procedure Team. Huh. And that is going to be going to sectionals at the end of March. So they're hoping to go to state and on their knowledge of Robert's Rules of Order. Is, and it's specifically about the Robert, what is the, what, what was it called, the it's parliamentary? Par it's how to run a business. They, they do a mock business meeting. It's called Parliamentary Procedure Team. 
Wow. So what, what, explain that experience for us, if you would, Brianna. So um, it's part of an LDE event, which we're actually going to be a part of in um, March. And basically, um, you are in front of judges, and you have to demonstrate uh, basically Robert's Rules of Order by running kind of like a mock meeting. And everyone has to demonstrate abilities and how to debate a certain topic. Okay, so uh, so let me ask you a question then. Um, may, maybe sharpen the pencil, as it were, getting ready for this. I, I think it's an easy question. Maybe it's a curveball. I don't know. If you had to explain to somebody who doesn't know what Robert's Rules of Order is, what would you tell them? Basically how to keep an organized meeting mm-hmm. so everyone has a fair share to talk and get their input in on an idea. Mm-hmm. The, the, the chair has to recognize somebody if they, if they speak and uh, onward and upward. You guys ever think about uh, the possibility as you get older and get out of high school of maybe running for an uh, elected position on a municipal board or school board? Max? I have not really thought about it, but I will keep that in mind. Keep it in, yeah, keep it in the, uh, the back of your mind as it were. So what does it mean that it's the sectionals? So we just had our, um, so we have, there's three levels of, or four levels of competition. Mm-hmm. So you start off with the first level, which is called districts. And so then that's with, the FFA is broken into sections and districts within those sections. So we had our district meet, which was, uh, there were like six or seven other schools there. And we competed against those parliamentary procedure teams. Then the top two teams moved on to sectionals. So FFA is broken into 10 different sections. So now there are ten, so we're part of section 10. So now we compete against all the other section 10 schools who are in the top two. Then if we are in the top one of the section, then we get to move on to state where we'll compete against the other 10 sections. Wow, and that, would that happen during the, the state FFA? That would happen during the state FFA convention, yes. Wow, and that's coming up when? June. That'll be in June. Anybody planning on going? Have you guys been to the uh, state convention before? I have been to the state FFA convention, and so has Brianna. Yeah? Brianna, how was uh, your experience? How many times have you been to the state convention? Um, I've been actually to the state convention many times. Um, With my dad being the FFA advisor, I've went a lot of times, but... I've only been once as like an FFA member, and it was a really fun experience. So you kind of got your feet wet, as it were, uh, because <laughs> of your connections, your family connections. What What is your takeaway from the, the state convention? It's a great opportunity to meet um, other FFA members all over the state, and you get to go in different workshops and just get to like find out how they run their FFA chapters and bring back more ideas for our chapter. What's an example of a workshop that you attended? Um, I went to uh, one workshop where it was kind of about um, how to be like more involved in your chapter and how to be more of like just be more involved in. Okay next question how does one become more involved in their chapter? Uh, <laughs> just by attending as much community service and going to the meetings and talking to the other members. Mm-hmm. And uh, Max, you were talking earlier about following the agenda items, again, in accordance with Robert's rules, as we had learned. Who puts the agenda together? So that is the secretary's responsibility, although at our officer meeting, which we have two weeks in advance of the meeting, we have it before school, and we all kind of talk about it. We look at last year's and the previous year's agendas, as well as our last meetings, and then we all kind of work together to get the ideas, but that is the secretary's responsibility to put it together. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, the state convention is that ever an agenda item 
Yes, it is. So then we, it's not just officers who can go to state convention. Really, anyone in the chapter who's interested can fill out an application, explain why they want to go, why they think they should. And there are many reasons you can attend the state convention. So obviously, if you do well enough in one of your leadership development events, such as parliamentary procedure, you can compete there. Otherwise, there are separate competitions at state conventions, such as Quiz Bowl, which I know the our current officer team participated in that last year. And we made it out of the first round, but then got narrowly eliminated in the second Ooh. round. Yes. Yeah. But so. And, and there's honors band in choir. Yeah, so uh, there's, there's an art competition. Uh, there's a talent competition. And then they also get recognized at state for their proficiencies or their jobs or hobbies they have. Every student in agriculture class has a, a job, hobby, or project that they work on. As a pr- and then some of them can choose to send it to state to see how they do. And they rate them gold, silver, and bronze, and the golds are recognized at the state level. Oh, okay. All right. What Are you guys working on a, a job, hobby, or project right now? Yeah, so actually when I get home today, I have to start working on that some more because <laughs> applications for that are due tomorrow. Oh, wow. So, so what do you have to do? You have to, like, uh, you have to finish the whole thing, or do you have to come up with the I- proposal by tomorrow? I already have the – I've so my semester project or – proficiency was my job at the golf course over the summer so I'm going to talk about that and so you follow this website and it has like this application that you have to fill out and on it you just answer questions and prompts then they give you a character limit and you just fill it all out answering it you add some pictures and then you print it off and then you'll compete against other people in that area so max's area is outdoor recreation because working on a golf course it's outdoors and it's recreational so he he's going to compete against other individuals in the state that also have a similar outdoor recreational uh career area and they they look at uh basically how we explain what he's able to learn they have to have 10 skills they learn and how they've done better and improved and what they've learned so it's really uh you looking in at what you've learned in your job hobby your experience and then sharing that and they base it based on on their knowledge and what they seem gold silver and bronze so max brianna do you know what my first job was in life no i do not mm. i i uh i worked at a golf course oh. i started at 12 years old what was your responsibilities then? uh well i started it <laughs> wow he's, he's good at this <laughs> I, I like that i uh, i started as a caddy carrying around golf bags and eventually i uh got hired inside the clubhouse where it was uh temperature controlled which was a a wonderful change from being out in the the beating hot sun but it was a it was a it was a great experience for me i, I really enjoy what i do now but i i, I parts of me still think that it's the, my favorite job that i've ever had Something about the outdoor component. What is it about uh, outdoor recreation that uh, that you found interesting to convert this into uh, this this project that you are bringing forward? Yeah. So I spend obviously spend a lot of time at the golf course. I enjoy golfing there and working there. I just really enjoy my job, socializing with the guests, and just it fits in. So then there's different categories that it fits into, and so a job at the golf course fits best in the outdoor recreation. So. I wish they still had caddies. I, I think I'd be doing that <laughs> second spring starts. Brianna, are you working on a uh, job, hobby, or project? Yeah, my SAE is about my uh, sheep flock that I have. Your SAE, what does that stand for? Uh, supervised Agriculture Experience. Yeah, are you the supervisor? I am. Okay, well, that, that helps. That's convenient. If, but I'm um, also the supervisor for everybody's <laughs> SAE. <laughs> so not everybody has the opportunity to just run into the living room and say, hey, Dad, what's <laughs> This is true. <laughs> so uh, so what was that again? Your SAE is on what? Sheep. Oh, okay, very good. So do you have sheep at the where, like, where you live? Uh, yeah, I do. I have um, a flock of Old English baby doll self-down sheep. 
Oh, what, what is it about Old English baby doll soft down sheep that separates them from others, separates them from the flock? Quite literally. Uh, they're a miniature size breed, and okay. they're a wool breed, so they're very, very fuzzy, and they literally look like uh, a teddy bear. Okay, so what uh, what is it, something that m- one might do with uh, that type of sheep? Um, they're most known for like their wool. Okay. Have you made any wool sweaters or I anything out of it yet? Is that part of the SAE in any way? No. Okay. <laughs> Are you going to be bringing uh, this project to the Dodge County Fair? Uh, yes, I am. Okay. So what does that look like? Walk us, uh, those not familiar with how when you bring a project from the FFA stage, the SAE, up to the uh, the Dodge County Fair, first give us some insight into what the next uh, six months will look like as far as what you're doing, and then what happens when you get there? Uh, well, next six months, I'm basically preparing them for the fair, so um, I, we might like trim up their wool and get it ready. Um, and then also just working with them, getting them um, halter trained and preparing them like to be calm in the show ring. And then a uh, couple days before the fair, we have to give them a bath and make sure that their wool is clean. And then um, bringing them to the fair is a really long process because we have to bring all of the sheep in and then we have to like set up our boards, which normally um, every year we have like a theme and we just have to like m- get our area ready before the like the public is ready like is open to the fair how are you feeling about your flock i'm feeling good i have a lot of uh good quality sheep this year and i'm very excited to show them so is this a, a daily responsibility that you find yourself with uh yeah how many what type of time commitment is that for you on a daily basis um i'm not a hundred percent sure but just going out there and feeding them and um make making sure they have water and letting them outside. Is it like having pets? Yeah. Or is that an oversimplification? Because it seems like I don't shave my pets. Do you, <laughs> do you shave the, the sheep? Uh, yes and no. Since they're a wool breed sheep, you don't shave much off of them because you want to keep the wool. It's more of kind of like a trim. Okay. All right. Uh, will you eventually uh, harvest the wool from these sheep? Yes. Okay. What And what happens? what happens with the wool? Um, so far, we just keep the wool, and we're trying to find someone who might be interested in getting the wool and maybe um, doing more with it. Okay. All right. So a lot of opportunities, it seems like, for, for kids to learn a lot of stuff. Yes. Uh, again, FFA Week is going on right now. Our guests are with the Beaver Dam High School FFA. What are you guys doing as part of FFA Week? Max? Yeah, so we have a lot of fun opportunities planned. So we have dress-up days every day of the week that has something to do with agriculture. So we had a career day where you dress up like a career in agriculture. We had a blaze orange day. We had a dress like Mr. Gansky day. So we all had to dress <laughs> up like an ag teacher. We have a day that's couch potato day. So we made it related to agriculture, but it's pretty much a pajama day. And then okay. on Friday, we do blue and gold day, national blue and corn gold to celebrate the national FFA's colors. Oh, nice, yeah. What was today supposed to be? Mr. Gansky Day. Today was supposed <laughs> to be dressed like Mr. Gansky Day, so I think he's, oh, a little in, he's a little relieved that he doesn't have to see students <laughs> dressed up like him. Do you have a style, Mr. Gansky? Uh, apparently I do, that I was not aware of, but yes. <laughs> he really enjoys bucket hats. It, oh, okay. What is it about uh, the advisor uh, in the FFA program that is important to your success? So the advisor really, they hold everyone together. They, um, he oversees everything. He does all the behind the scenes work that no one really notices. He takes care of all the animals when school's not in 
sets up, make sure we all have hotel rooms for our contest, make sure we're registered on time, registers us for events and everything. He, he does a lot. Well, those are pretty nice words for yes. Mr. Gansky. Yes. You're speechless now, aren't you? <laughs> I guess I am. <laughs> Brianna, we'll ask you the next question then. Uh, FFA week, uh, what are you most excited about? Uh, probably the volleyball tournament. Oh, when's that going to be? Uh, this weekend. Who's uh, who's squaring off against who? Is it all against Mr. Gansky or? <laughs> well, we had a couple teams sign up. Um, I know Max has his own team with a bunch of his friends, and I have a team with some of my friends, and I just look forward to playing volleyball. So it's kind of like a double elimination type of bracket situation. What does the winner get? They got uh, gift cards. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, perfect. That works out nicely. So it sounds like FFA week isn't really being confined to just these five days of of this week spilling over into the weekend. You have some things planned next week. Are you going to reschedule Mr. Gansky Day? I don't know. Mr. Gansky says he doesn't want to reschedule it. (laughs) But we have other events planned, such as a cornhole tournament. So we'll do that after our next FFA meeting. We're hoping to get a bunch of teams to sign up. We'll have a cornhole tournament happening. Um, later on in the month of March, when it's a little warmer, we'll have a drive your tractor to school day. So st- FFA members, as long as other students, if they live on a farm, they can drive their tractor to school and show off their tractors. And there's just really a lot during wind time, which is our flex time. So at the end of the school day, on some days, if you need extra help in classes, you can sign up there. But we're having competitions with FFA bingo. So there's some trivia questions, and then you put it on the bingo card, hope to win. We have some other trivia games for FFA. We're really just trying to promote FFA and the great organization it is. And then uh, last, well, the week before, before we, um, the kids in all the agriculture classes wrote thank you cards to their teachers, and we put them in their, their mailboxes then too. Excellent. Have you guys done Drive a Tractor to School Day yet? No, that will be later on in March, but in the years past we have it. I do not live on a farm, so I do not have a tractor that I can drive to school, unfortunately. Brianna? Um, I do have a tractor, but I don't think I can drive it to school. Mr. Gansky, you're not going to let Brianna drive the tractor to school? I'm going to say, I'm, gonna not, I'm not going to answer that question. Okay, <laughs> you are allowed to plead the fifth. There is uh, no law requiring you to uh, to do that. Are there logistics with that, though? with local officials or anything? No, she's uh, uh, she's old enough that, you know, she's 16. She's got her license so she can drive her tractor to school. Um, the fact is, we even in March, we have a, we don't have a cab tractor. It's it's a bucket tractor, open-ended. Mm-hmm. And it takes longer to get to school. So kids that want to drive their tractor to school have to get up earlier, plan accordingly earlier. And that takes a lot of pre-work to get there on time to school when you're driving a tractor. Is there special tractor parking at the high school campus? That day there will be, yep. Yeah. Uh, by the tennis courts, and there'll be some tractor parking there in the tennis courts. Excellent. We're talking with the kids from the and the advisor from the Beaver Dam High School FFA program. It is FFA week right now. Uh, you know, I got a lot more questions for you guys. I only had you scheduled till one o'clock. Can you stick around a little bit later? Just you don't have anywhere to go. It's a virtual learning day. Uh, why don't we uh, take a quick break here? We'll come back. We got a few more questions for uh, our advisor from the Beaverdam High School FFA, Jonathan Gansky, along with uh, FFA uh, student president and vice president uh, Max Ludke and Brianna Gansky, respectively. Back in a few minutes. 1258 here at 95.3 WBEV, powered by Daily Dodge. Let's return to Craig Warmbold for community comment. And we're uh, back speaking with our guests from the uh, Beaverdam High School FFA, as it is right now. 
uh, FFA Week here in Beaver Dam, here in Dodge County, here in the state of Wisconsin, and across the country, celebrating uh, all the uh, the hard work that uh, our uh, agricultural producers do out there, and uh, teaching the kids, uh, handing that knowledge down to the uh, to the next generation, as it were. Uh, we've got the uh, FFA advisor from Beaver Dam High School with us here, Jonathan Gansky, along with the uh, the chapter president, Max Lidke, chapter vice president, Brianna Gansky, uh, talking about some of the activities that have been going on this week uh, that are going to be spilling out over into uh, to next week and into uh, March. They've got their uh, They've got their big um, statewide convention coming up in June and the national convention in October. But before all that, you guys have a, a banquet in May. Give us some insight into what it is that you guys do at that banquet. Max? So the um, banquet, it's a time that the art chapter alone can celebrate all the good things that happen in the year. We hand out awards to our chapter members. So middle school FFA members can receive their own award, then we have a green hand degree award for first year members, then we have other awards such as the chapter degree that we'll hand out, and then there is just, we recognize people for their work at the competitions such as the leadership development events, the career development events, and we'll have a big banquet, and it's just a time of celebration, and then we will elect the new chapter officers. Oh, okay. And that's how you guys were put into place this last year. Is it one and done, or do you have an opportunity to run for re-election? We have an opportunity to run for re-election. We have to fill out an application form. We get a letter of recommendation from a teacher, and then we'll have interviews with Mr. Gansky, agribusiness members who are supporters of ours, and there's just then the chapter of vote in the end too. Okay. Have you have you guys made any announcements yet? I know you know some of the presidential candidates in 24 already announcing. <laughs> I don't know if, if that's something that you guys do here already in February or what that looks like. So the applications when we'll announce what we're running for and everything, those are due at the March meeting. Okay. So and we'll find out then. Yeah. Dun dun dun. Very <laughs> exciting. So tell me more about these uh, leadership development events, Brianna. Um, there is just an opportunity to basically uh, go in front of a judge and demonstrate your speaking and public speaking. There's, um, like we mentioned before, parliamentary procedure where you can demonstrate like a mock trial or meeting. And there's also where you can write your own speech, which Max had the opportunity to do. And you can also... Um, And so those are the competitions which he's talking about. And there's also leadership opportunities for students to go to conferences and workshops and attend events. Some of them are put on by the FFA and others are put on by other organizations. In fact, the last two weeks I've taken two different groups of students at two different uh, workshops and conferences. Last Friday, uh, I took a group of girls, juniors, up to a farm forum. It was put on by the Wisconsin Farm Bureau up in Wisconsin Rapids. It was a day conference that they brought in people to talk to them about opportunities after high school in the agriculture area and just talk about um, how to be leaders in their school and then the week before that I took a group of students that are interested in production agriculture and we went to the uh, Dodge County Healthy Soil Healthy Water group the farmers yeah. and we went to the uh, they have their annual soil health expo yeah. so we went there for the day and they got to listen to a guest speaker from Ohio that was talking about uh, how he runs his farm and cover crops yep cover yeah. crops so we went to that so try to expose the kids they're interested in different things to as much <coughs> opportunities and see people in the industry um, go to national conventions and state conventions uh, there's a November conference usually in the Dells at 212-360. The names aren't really important. It's just that it gives an opportunity to get that one. There was over 1,000, 1,200 kids there from out the state learning about agriculture and FFA and leadership opportunities and how to 
grow as leaders. So and there's a number of ones they can go to. Were you guys at the Healthy Soil, Healthy Water event? I was you? not. I okay. had, um, coming off of missing a lot of school, I did not, could not afford it. Uh, bummer. Yeah. Brianna, were you able to make it? I wasn't. Uh, but it, are you guys familiar with kind of the group and what it is that they're, they're doing and promoting cover crops and, and things like that? The yeah, they um, are really for cover crops and no-till, which is a newer method of farming, too. And these are the type of things I imagine that uh, you may touch upon uh, in uh, in some of your ag classes and courses and things like that. Yes, we do touch about that in a natural resource management agri in our agribusiness and even our uh, plant science class. In fact, up until this year, uh, we were renting uh, 12 acres of land the last three years, and we were practicing what the D uh, Dodge County group was was talking about with uh, no-till and cover crops and that. Uh, through the high school, through yeah, the FFA yeah, we, program. We were renting uh, 12 acres. We decided to discontinue that this year. Uh, as they mentioned, all the things I do, it just got to be a little too much. How was that experience, though, for the kids? It was, I think it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And the kids that uh, graduated, we had a number of students over the last couple of years that were going into production air, production air culture. They're at college right now for production air culture. And I think hopefully that had some value for them. Um, the, uh, going back to uh, what Brianna was saying before, you had written your own speech, Max? What was the speech about? Yeah, so I had written a prepared speech. It was five to seven minutes, and I was talking about supporting local agriculture production and all the benefits that that has. And, and when you write a speech to that, is that is that directed toward the agricultural community? Is that in, uh, to the general public in terms of supporting agriculture, a little bit of both? Yeah, so you... You write a speech as if you're giving it to the community, although there are three judges um, sitting in the room, so they get your speech beforehand. They can read it over, check for it, just have questions in mind, and then I give the speech to the judges. They judge me on my ability to speak, to the, or to like how well I present the speech, as well as um, how well the content of the speech was also. Can, can you speak to, um, you know, just for the benefit of our, our listeners, whether it was in the speech or not, how we in the community can better support the local agricultural community? Yeah, so there are countless opportunities. Obviously, the farmer's market is the easiest way. You uh -huh. can go to the farmer's market when it's in season, but also just supporting local farmers with their... Um, with their buying meat locally, if you know a farmer, you can buy your meat locally. Farm fresh eggs, you can go to them. Or else, FFA members, if you know, talk to an advisor. Some might have a supervised agricultural experience where they're raising bees and then they're selling honey. So you can support the young farmers who are just beginning in their work. There's many, many different ways. Yes, that, there are countless ways to support out. local. Y you mentioned, uh, you know, uh, doing some on-the-farm work, as it were. Um, last year, I believe you said that, last school year. Uh, in the last couple of years, the Beaver Dam High School has had uh, some major renovations take place. What opportunities do you guys have on site at the high school to kind of explore some of these agricultural uh, I ideas? Like you have There's actual animals in the school, as I understand it, right? Um, yeah, we have um, a large animal and a small animal lab where uh, we can have the opportunity to bring in like pigs, cattle, chickens, and it just gives hands-on um, opportunities to the students to work with um, some animals that they might not have a chance to work with. And for example, right now we have a pig and we're raising her right now, and we're teaching the students how, um, how to like properly get her ready for fair and how to like show her in a show ring. How many, and how many kids are we talking about here that are in this program? In the Beaverdam High School right now, we have 200 students that are enrolled in agriculture classes. Uh -huh. um, 
so quite a few. And, and you were saying earlier that if you're enrolled in an agricultural class, you, you kind of automatically become part of the Yes, of I the mean, so, so you have the opportunity to. They're, they're FFA members, and they can choose to get as active or unactive as they want to be. It's their opportunity. So. Sure. Uh, so, so that's kind of the preferred method. If there's uh, if there's some kids out there that are thinking like, well, I, I don't live on a farm, so I can't join FFA. Max, you don't live on a farm, but this is still an opportunity that's out there for kids. So for those uh, kids who's who may be listening because it's a virtual day, or whose parents or grandparents may be listening, what um, what advice do you have for them? Uh, if if they have been maybe expressing this type of interest in being involved in this, and they is there a way if they don't have a class this semester that they could maybe still start laying the groundwork for becoming involved in FFA? Most definitely, we've got a, uh, several students this year that couldn't fit it in their schedule, and they still attend meetings and and come to events. But it's just more inclusive if you're in there in the classroom and have. Uh, the FFA or agricultural program uh, throughout the country as well as Beaverdam believes that in order to develop premier leadership and personal growth, which we pride ourselves on, there's three things you have to do. One is have that classroom connection where they're learning about agriculture in the classroom. The second one is they have an SAE or supervised agriculture experience or job hobby or project where they're getting that real world experience uh, either in the classroom through an extra project or at a job or hobby they have. And the third one is just getting the opportunity to get leadership experiments through competitions and uh, events and trips and uh, giving back to the community. And if you have all three of those things going, that's when you see the real growth. And, and Just by joining FFA, you don't, you're not gonna grow, you gotta get involved. And, uh, and, and certainly it's never too late to join FFA for any of these students. Doesn't hurt to start laying the groundwork early though. So I understand it, some of you guys are, are uh, going over to some of the elementary schools and kind of sharing this with them? Yeah, so we like to promote agriculture literacy to starting it at a young age. So starting just first grade, we go over to elementary schools if the teachers would like, and we will read the ch children books about agriculture-related topics. So we'll just read them picture books and just that have something to talk about agriculture. And then we also put on a second grade lesson. So we go to the schools, talk to all the second graders, and the lesson's titled The Day Without Agriculture. And essentially we teach them how their food gets from farm to table, and what life would look like if agriculture wasn't here? How the food we would have, with, how the food we would have would be different, and just how the how life would be different without agriculture. How would life be different without agriculture? Well, there would be a lot less food on the table. <laughs> yeah, there would be, wouldn't there? The uh, the books we read to the the first graders and kindergartners are are through the egg in the classroom. They you, the farm bureau and the egg in the classroom. Uh, selects a book of the year every year, an agriculture book they select that's been written, and then we usually buy that uh, book of the year. So we've got a library of agricultural books, and then we take them down and, and read them to the kids. Brianna, have you had an opportunity to meet uh, some of these elementary kids? Yeah, recently I went with some of my friends, and we read to the um, kindergarten first graders. Um, one of the books we read was um, what is in my lunchbox, which huh. goes through like how um, your lunch, like carrots and um, like cookies, and how it got from your lunchbox from the farm to the store to manufacturing all to your lunchbox. Excellent. Now, this question I mean, you being connected to an FFA advisor might be uh, a little different than the average person, but when did you uh, first get involved with the FFA? Um, probably last year when I became a member because unfortunately um, 
I didn't go to the middle school, so I went to Skids where they don't have an uh-huh. FFA chapter. So I wasn't really able to start getting more um, involved with the FFA until my freshman year. Okay, all right, but uh, no regrets. It sounds like it seems like you're having a lot of fun with it. Uh, Max will ask you the same question. When did you get involved with FFA? Yeah, so I also went to a private school, so I was not offered the opportunity to join in middle school like others, but I have been around the FFA for many years because I had two older sisters, so I've been helping out with the pancake breakfast, which we put on in May. I've been helping out with handing out items at the pork chop dinner, and I've just been attending FFA events that have been happening in the community, which made an easy transition when I joined high school that I knew FFA was something I wanted to do. Is that the uh, Dodge County Agribusiness Pancake Breakfast? Yes, that is. Ruskotki and the big frying pan and all that uh, (laughs) kind of uh, fun stuff. Uh, And great opportunities, I think, to get out in the community and uh, to give a little something back. How young can you be to join uh, FFA? Uh, Seventh grade. Uh, And seventh grade, if there's an agricultural program offered at that school, you can join uh, FFA. All right. So uh, some good things uh, to... uh, Keep in mind here, what um, what would you guys say, uh, Brianna Max, uh, to uh, a student who was thinking about uh, joining the FFA? Maybe they were on the uh, the cusp, they were on the fence, they were undecided. What uh, Tell us what conversation you'd have. I would tell them that just join it, and if it's not for you, you can always back out. But I don't think that, that would be the case for them because FFA offers something for everyone. Although it has an agricultural base, that doesn't mean you have to be a farmer or want to go into farming. You could just enjoy one of the aspects of agriculture, which is plants, animals, or natural resources. So even if you enjoy animals such as your dog at home, then there's something for you. Or else you can develop leadership events, leadership qualities such as public speaking or competing contests, or just attend workshops to improve your leadership. There's just so many opportunities that there's truly is something for everyone in FFA. Brianna? Uh, like Max said, if you're not sure about joining, I would say the join too. There's just so many opportunities. For example, like if you like singing or playing an instrument, you can join the um, the state choir and band. If you like animals, there's many opportunities for you. And even if you just like writing and public speaking, there's a lot of competitions and different writing events that you can take place in. Plus, occasionally you get uh, dress up like Mr. Gansky Day as an opportunity. Mr. Gansky, what do you want our listeners to take away from this conversation? Uh, I, I guess the biggest thing is just that we work, uh, when I say we agriculture teachers throughout the state, work really hard to develop, um, to make agriculture uh, a living, breathing thing for them. Things have changed. Our listeners that might be on the line, they may remember having agriculture classes. And the biggest change is we have less and less people coming from a farm, but that doesn't mean that we don't still need many people working in the agriculture industry. So a lot of the students I get do not have that farm experience anymore. So what we've done with the help of the the school board and that is we're bringing the farm to them. We've got animals at school. We've got experiences at school where they can get that learning expertise and see if it's something they enjoy and maybe they just learn about air culture and have had more appreciation for it or maybe they decide to look at it as a possible career in the future and brianna like father like daughter what do you want our listeners to take away from this conversation the um, ffa is a great organization to give back to the community and um just um many opportunities that you can take place in like we mentioned before with the lde events and um a lot of community service projects and it's just a really great opportunity that you can take place with 
with your friends. Max, same question. Wrap it all up for us, if you would. Yeah, so the FFA, it's just a national organization. We have so many opportunities. We have our roots in agriculture, and we are raising the future of the country and just future leaders, future people in the agriculture industry who will be taking our food from farm to table. So Excellent. Well, I want to thank you guys very much for joining me today and, and staying a little bit longer. I know you got that uh, virtual learning that you've got to get back to, so appreciate you hanging out with me this afternoon. Once again, that is uh, Max Ludke, Brianna Gansky with the Beaver Dam High School FFA, the FFA advisor, Jonathan Gansky, also right here in Living Color in the studio with us. Nothing virtual about uh, today's uh, program. The uh, FFA week uh, continues, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you guys at uh, the Beaver Dam Agribusiness uh, Pancake Breakfast, raising money for that, and pasta with a purpose next year. And uh, good luck at your, your state competitions and your national convention and all that. We can't wait to see... Uh, you bring another group of kids back, these group of kids, uh, whatever, for FFA week next year. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. That's going to do it for today's community comment.